just got like really like nose constipated and i know that that's not the word i, I kept congested congested thank you previously on booze and buffy i don't think you do you need licenses to do therapy i know you need like medical licenses to be like a psychiatrist a psychiatrist, but not like a... I would hope you would need some sort of, like... I honestly don't know. <laughs> and um, she does. Yeah. No after-school activities. She has to go to the library after and school study until... study until 5.30? Yeah. Um, when Joyce is done doing belly, belly shots at the gallery. Xander talks about um, teaching their eggs Christian values, and Willow just says, in the very cutest voice possible, my egg is Jewish. Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one, spoiler free. I'm Jason, and I want some damn birthday cake. Mm. And I'm Harrison, and I am one severed arm in a box. Nice. Uh, Jason, tell me what episode are we watching today? It's a good one, Harrison. We are watching season two, episode 13, Surprise. This is the one where Buffy turns 17... And uh, she has a nice little birthday party with uh, nothing no vampire. Bad happens. Nothing bad happens. Um, and then uh, she and Angel do uh, the nasty. Yuck. <laughs> uh, Surprise was written by Marty Noxon, making a comeback from her efforts last week, and directed by Michael Lang, and originally aired on January 19th, 1998. Buffy. Okay, well, this is a this episode is very much. You have to toast. Oh yes, we do have to toast. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm just excited. This is, this is, <laughs> this is the beginning of, Everything. in my opinion, the best part of the series. Mm-hmm. Um. So we are drinking this week a, uh, a bourbon barrel red, which is a uh, it's a it's a wine from a local uh, winery in Louisville, old five hundred two winery. Five hundred two. And uh, this was a gift from this was a Christmas gift from one of my one of my aunts who always gets us. Um, Wine for Christmas. Yeah, so bad practice. Um, I think I did the toast last week slash last night when we recorded. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so you can do the toast this week. Okay. Uh, here's to Buffy turning seventeen and kicking off just what might be one of the best parts of the whole show. She is. So. Mm. The wine really does. So we're drinking out of my like crystal wine glasses because I was too lazy to go to the kitchen and get regular wine glasses. But yeah, frankly, really nice glasses. The wine tastes better in these <laughs> glasses. Here, I'm taking a pic for the Insta. Oh, on the Insta. Let's talk about surprise. Yeah. Um, so everything in the show regarding Buffy and Angel's relationship has been leading up to this, mm-hmm. and you can kind of tell that. Um, before we get to like where you can kind of tell that, let's talk about Bobby's wacky ass Twin Peaks dream. Um, love it. <laughs> uh, I think Joss Whedon, as a writer, one of his, I mean, it's a weird thing to be like one of the best things he does, but really is to write a dream sequence. He makes them, 
Uh, he does a good job of making them feel legitimately like dreams with um, like the randomness. And um, I love um, not just in this one, but in a very specific future episode, yeah. the use of, of like leaving one location and immediately being in another, um, which is so real to dreams. And I imagine it's probably easy for them. They just probably, I imagine their sets are probably just built that way, and it's... Remember, <laughs> Justine didn't write this episode. Oh, you're right. This is true. It was Marty. Apologies, Marty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Joss With what happens after this episode, yeah. you know Joss had to have a very heavy hand in this. Oh, absolutely. Um, he In this dream... Uh, well, do you want to walk us through the dream, and I'm just going to share my thoughts? Yeah, sure. Uh, so it starts off with Buffy. Uh, starts off in the in the Bronx in her bedroom. In her she bedroom. wakes up. That's right. Okay. That was quotes. Maybe, maybe you should walk it through because I'm like, <laughs> trying to remember all the details. Like I'm gonna get them out of the <laughs> So she, yeah, she wakes up. Um, she walks out of her room, and then Drusilla is behind her wearing a big black nightgown or something. Yeah. Um, and that's when she opens the door to I think it's the bathroom but when she goes through it's the bronze um where she first sees Willow and a with a monkey so um, I believe is she talking backwards she's speaking French um, oh, okay. let me find um because like I was sorry I was like I was only partially paying attention to that part of the episode because I was trying to set up my new <laughs> <laughs> I've also seen this episode a lot more recently than some of the other episodes we've talked about. So she says, I'm going to definitely butcher this because I don't know French very well. L'hippo a piqué ton pantalon, which translates to hippo stole your pants. So that and the monkey wearing clothes is, is a reference to the conversation that Willow and Oz had in, was it What's My Line Part 2? Yeah. Um, so one fun callback. It also just lends credence to this idea that it is a prophetic dream mm-hmm. because Willow Buffy was not present for that conversation. Yeah. Um. And so um, I I think that's fun. Um. Willow also does the cutest little wave to Buffy when she walks up to that's her. That's not the last adorable thing. Oh my that God. Willow does in this episode. Good Willow episode. Yeah. Good <laughs> episode for everybody except Xander. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, Get your chat alerts ready, <laughs> listeners. So then she, apologies to any listeners named Chad. <laughs> she also, uh, Joyce is there. Um, and I was thinking as we were watching it, have we ever seen Joyce in the bronze before? Do we ever see her in the bronze again? I um, don't think so. I don't think so either. I think the only episode I can think of um, is where it would make sense for her to be there is uh, season three, Band Candy. I don't think she does. I don't think she goes there in Maybe that episode. Maybe put a note down and just like try to remember this uh, yeah. when we get to that episode. Um, so uh, she's holding a, uh, like a plate yeah. or a saucer. She's got like a coffee cup and a saucer. And she says, do you really think you're ready, Buffy? And then drops it. And drops it. Um, and then 
he sees uh, Angel through the crowd, and they come together oh, to romance. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets a stake through the heart, courtesy of Drusilla, who appears behind him. Um, he reaches towards Buffy, but turns to dust. His uh, ring he's wearing, it, well, I don't know what that yeah, is. Well, we might find out about uh, falls to the ground. I mean, if you're Irish, you kind of know what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pretty but... obvious. Um, and then Drusilla says, Happy birthday, Buffy. That was a bad accent. I apologize. Um, and then Buffy wakes up. For In real. all fairness, it's a bad accent on Juliet Landau's part. <laughs> I love Juliet Landau and I love Drusilla. Like, if you're trying to talk about, like, oh, this accent is something. <laughs> I think it's really just like, how can you make crazy even crazier. <laughs> it's still better than the accent that we can't talk about yet because we haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's our opening sequence. Um, I love it. It's it's so well shot. It's um, I, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say. Um, very much like uh, as Jal says later, it, it portends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it's very much a good sign of, oh, things are, like, something big is about to happen. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is about to happen. It feels significant. It yes. feels like, I feel like this is, uh, the, the opening scene is telling us, the audience, this episode is going to be fucking huge. Like, and, and, like, moving on to my next point, like, in the next part of the episode, Buffy immediately goes to see if Angel's okay. Mm-hmm. Angel opens the door. Shirtless. He's shirtless. <laughs> um, before we get into that real quick, I just want to um, shout out the music that's playing in the dream sequence. It's a song called Anything by Sean Clement and Sean Murray featuring Carrie Howe. Yeah. Um, I'm not familiar with those artists, but I think it's a great, uh, like it, it works so well in the scene. It helps. If I ever want to uh, have a crazy pretending dream, then that's, that's, yeah. your, that's your song. That's your go-to. Right down. Um. So yeah, Nippletown Angel is back after uh, <laughs> a brief, uh, brief uh, absence. Um, but uh, in this, um, and like I said before, this is like you can tell that everything about their relationship has been leading up to this mm-hmm. because this, like, it's hard for them to leave one another. And throughout this episode, I feel like. If the work hadn't been done, the foundation hadn't been put in, this would kind of come off as, like, melodramatic and cheesy. Mm -hmm. I don't think it does, though. I really do... I really do feel that, like, every little bit, every little interaction between Buffy and Angel is totally earned. And, Mm -hmm. like... And, I mean, granted, knowing what happens next, like, it... It gets a little closer, but I feel like even if you don't know what happens next, even if this is your first time watching it, it um, it just gets you. Yeah. I think, well, we touched on that a little bit in Bad Eggs, yeah. uh, but we couldn't really talk about it, obviously, because of spoilers. Um, we see that, and you know, one of the things I'll, say, I'll give credit to Bad Eggs for is we are seeing um, the relationship between Buffy and Angel intensify, not just emotionally, but sexually. Yes. I mean, and, um, it's important that we see that, that ramping up because... And uh, recurring music, there's a nice little piano score. It's the Angel Buffy love theme. Oh, there you go, the Angel Buffy love theme. It's, and, uh, 
So, do you know what the their love theme is called? No. So, it's called Close Your Eyes. Okay. Which, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if that has any significance. Uh, <laughs> maybe a little on down the line, but that's a story for another episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like, uh, it's, it, it does. And I think that particular arrangement does a very good job of, you know, emphasizing just how important these scenes are. Yeah. Because there's this scene and then there's, a uh, two other scenes, I believe in this episode where it comes up. Mm-hmm. Definitely at the docks. Yeah. Later docks, on. And, and then, then like, and then the very right. Place. Yeah. Right before they, they bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have said make love. I didn't. Nah. I chose to say bone. Um, she tells, but uh, Buffy tells Angel. Um, uh, is, oh God, what does she say? It's I like singing in the morning. I want to see you at bedtime. Or yeah. God, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like yeah, she's like I want to see more. I want to see you at bedtime. I mean, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, Buffy, just. Go all in. Just be like, listen, rip it out and show it to me. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want to know. Um, see There's the nobody car. around. It's just us. <laughs> You're taking off that shirt all the time. Um, oh, that's that's the thing. It's because he's basically saying like, oh, it's bedtime for me because it's morning. Yeah, I like seeing it bedtime. That's the context. I was like, I'm missing a key bit of context here, <laughs> and it's making this sound weird. Um, and I think the most important thing in the entire series happens. Willow's purple hat. Willow's purple hat. So I have mentioned this. <laughs> um, I think the last time it came up was on uh, our Inca Mummy Girl episode. Um, I mentioned Jason and I went and did a uh, few trivia one time and won. Uh, <laughs> Demolished, more like. <laughs> oh, do you remember the other team was so mad? <laughs> um, that was your favorite part. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved crushing them. Um, uh, also, just really fun night. You know, I was not enamored with the guy running the trivia. But, a little bit of a mess, but yeah. Uh, but we had a great time, and our team name was the Willow's Purple Hats. Um. And you're gonna remember that. Oh, like, like if you want to go back, like while listening to this, you want to go back, watch that episode, watch just that part of the episode again where Willow's first talking to Buffy and making fun of the whole. You actually said I want to see you at bedtime. Just look at that hat. Just look at the hat. Um, as we were watching it, John, uh, my husband John, was just like, "I'm pretty sure my sister had that hat." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that." Pretty dragged. sure a lot of nineties girls had that hat. Oh my gosh. Um. So the what's actually being discussed in this scene is how he's telling Willow that she wants to go to Bone Town with Angel, <laughs> and yeah, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be classy I mean, about you this. Know, you also know <laughs> that it's mutual because Angel definitely wants to take her ass to Wayne Town. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can do it too. <laughs> um, they, Willow's like Willow just says the word "wow" over and over again. Yeah, she's so she's like. Remember back in um, in Angel, 
where Willow's whole like she doesn't really have a storyline in that episode. It's mostly just she's her being like, on. yeah, just, this is my fanfic, <laughs> right? Just continuing on in this episode. Um, never change Willow. But hey, she does have her own storyline. This because Willow tells uh, Buffy that um, oh, you told me once to carpet and seize the day. Fish of the day? Fish of the day. Not carp. Carp. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, that was really good. That was like, like a perfect recreation of Alison Hannigan's line reading. Oh, thank you. Uh, the uh, New Willow over here. Oh, boy. I don't know if I can carry that burden. <laughs> um, but uh, th- this then leads Willow to and Buffy to notice Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, very handsome Seth Green sitting on a... Good. I said looking good. Yeah, no, and uh, that, that hair color really works for him. Honestly, that whole ensemble works for him. Yeah. And uh, and then... Willow's doesn't. Well, it's the purple it's, hat. The purple hat, I think, does distract from the fact that the rest of what she's wearing is a mess. <laughs> um, maybe that was why she chose that hat. <laughs> she's like, if I wear this giant purple hat, <laughs> no one will notice that my sweater is fucking ugly. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> anyway, Willow decides to carve DM herself and. Oh my. Not carve, carve <laughs> And she goes up to Oz. It's so cute. No, like everything that they do, like just continuing from the end of What's My Line, everything they do is just totally adorable. And Oz is this thing where he's like, so I'm going to ask you out tomorrow night. And we really like to. And uh, he says, "Like I'm nervous." Yeah, I'm nervous. I want to get into conversation. She's like, "Oh, well, if it helps, I'm going to say yes." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, it's so sweet." It really is. Um, and then when then when he asks her out, she goes, "Oh no, I can't." <laughs> well, I like that you're unpredictable. <laughs> um, but then they decide, like, "Oh, well, you find out that they're having a birthday party for mm-hmm. Buffy and." Uh, and she decides to ask Oz to be her date. It's so sweet. And she's like, I said And <laughs> the look, like just the I adore you look that mm-hmm. Oz is giving her as she leaves is, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's freaking great. Uh, the whole thing is super cute. It's, it's it's literally the opposite of what Xander and Cordelia have going on <laughs> in like every in the best way possible. Um, which is where we transition to yeah. is um, actually I do feel bad a little Xander. Yeah, he does try that to. Cordelia be, says in this in this scene are not great. They're, she's really mean. I mean, if anyone deserves it, <laughs> it is Xander. But he he is actually pretty emotionally vulnerable with her. He asks, they're both going to the birthday party, so they might as well go as a couple. And she's, yeah, she's really mean to her, him. Yeah. Um, also, she's just very stressed. She has to cook and everything. <laughs> I do have to say, though, they've come such a long way from, uh, like, Cordelia just absolutely hating Buffy to now, like, Oh, I'm I'm totally taking point on the snacks for her birthday. Party. Yeah, and she's going to the party of her own accord. She, not only has she been, she has been invited and accepted. Yeah, as herself and not as Xander's plus one. Obviously, no one knows that that's happening. But um, 
it's nice to see. Um, so every piece of sympathy I, I, uh, I had like, mustered up for Xander, he squanders by uh, wanting to spank Buffy. Because it's her birthday. That's right, guys. Get out the chat alerts! Oh my god. Don't worry, you're gonna use them at least once more this episode. I do really love though when he's like, it's time for your birthday spanking, and this calendar's like High Fire Trap. Oh my god. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Listen, it's nice like feeling secure that if my house is ever on fire, like like a fire station, like right down the road. They're gonna get here quickly, <laughs> but goddamn, like especially at like four a.m. when they go like blaring past. Well, and there's a police station at the other end, ah. just in case anyone wants to triangulate where I live. <laughs> um, All our fans are gonna like just push down the door so that they can like see the recording. Please don't. <laughs> stay. We love you, fans. We love you. Please stay out of my home. You guys are all beautiful. Even you. Uh, so um, he's like birthday spanking. birthday spanking, and this calendar just goes. I want to curb that impulse, Sander, and he like talks into his invisible microphone. He's like, cancel spanking, because um, <laughs> that's cool. It's. <laughs> I do think it is the funniest way that he could have ended that bit. Um, also, like he, he gives Giles shit for like all the because. Giles is in on the party as well. They're all in on it, except for Buffy, because it's her party. And Giles is like, a class, Sander. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just... There's this weird... I'm on, the, I'm on the Buffy wiki, as I always am for the plot synopsis. And uh, it just... Um, four of them take a table in the lounge area, but Xander doesn't stay long. With Jenny, a silent auditor... He fills Giles in about her nightmare and her feels for Angel. <laughs> what, 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 why was that necessary? That comment about Jenny, like <laughs> the Buffy Wiki, is such a weird place to be sometimes. And uh, but yeah, we are about to get a very big reveal of Jenny Calendar. Yeah, it turns out that Jenny Calendar dun, 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 isn't her real name. Nope, it's Yana of the Calderash people. Uh, she is Romani, because as mm-hmm. we will we discussed last time. Uh, the other word is a slur. Her uncle shows up and reveals that we all know that uh, Angel Angelus uh, was put under a curse by a Romani tribe. Mm-hmm. Now we're revealing that it's Ginny Calendar's Romani yeah. tribe. I love this reveal. I wish... I, it, it definitely feels to me like a reveal that was thought up for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there nothing to indicate it, except maybe like her interest in magic. Um, I, I wish there those seeds had been planted a little more. Mm-hmm. The show is really good about, about planting seeds generally. Yeah. So um, it is, it's weird to see that not happening here, but regardless, I, love it and I I complained and I think I guess it was was it Ed where I was complaining about how Jenny doesn't get to have a lot of agency on her own she's right. 
Um, and I think across the board that one of my complaints about the show is that um, if you're not if you're not Buffy, Xander, Willow, or Giles, you don't often get a lot of your own agency, um, especially their love interests, right. who are across the board generally really great characters. They're first and foremost there to to be the boyfriend slash girlfriend of one of the main characters. And that's definitely how Phil Ted. But yeah. now we've got like yeah, it's nice to see this yeah, this yeah. layering of her character exactly. that has nothing to do with Giles. Right, love to see it. Um, um, I guess Angel gets to be his own character too. Um, so, um, while all of this is going on, um, Drusilla and Spike. Drusilla and Spike. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Spike is confined to a wheelchair. He's recovering from his injuries sustained He's in what's my mind. He's got a nasty ass scar on his face too. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, like a scar. Uh, uh, <laughs> likes it too because she licks the shit out of mm-hmm. it. She loves licking. They are into kinky stuff. Of man. course they are. They're both really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're both attractive, then you can do the weird stuff. Yeah, and that's the rule. We do the weird stuff. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a special episode on Dr. Horrible. I'm down. That'd be really fun. I don't think I've watched Dr. Horrible in like 10 years. I've watched it fairly recently, like last year or two, but yeah. I love it. So good. Uh, Spike is basically wanting to get the fuck out of town, uh, but Drusilla's like, nope. I. Drusilla's about to throw a party of her own. Mm-hmm. A party that was alluded to in Buffy's dream. Yeah. And, uh,. What did she say? It's um, it will, like it will be the best party because it will be the last. And she has presents that uh, is that guy, is that vampire with the glasses given a name? Yes, it's Dalton. Dalton. But I call him Nerd Vampire. Nerd Vampire. Nerd right. Vampire. Okay, well, Nerd <laughs> Vampire has been gathering boxes. There, Drusilla's mm-hmm. presents. And uh, what's in the box? <laughs> we, we don't really know what's in them as of yet. I mean, one of them does have a severed head. We don't know that yet. I know. I'm just comparing it to seven. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert for a movie that is almost 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, next morning it's actually Buffy's birthday. Yes. Hooray, Buffy. Happy birthday, Buffy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Cheers to Buffy's birthday. Yeah, she is sweet 17. Um, Buffy tells Joyce she suddenly feels responsible, mature, and level-headed. Yeah. All the qualities one looks for in a licensed driver. <laughs> um, and Bo- Joyce just, one word, uncanny. <laughs> Destroyer, Joyce. Destroyer. I will say, though, like, um, so we're actually a uh, it seems like Buffy isn't, um, or Buffy's out of her punishment. And yeah. She and Joyce seem to be on better terms. Yeah, not a lot of follow-up from her, or not any follow-up from her grounding. Yeah. Um, I guess the uh, the length of the grounding was unspecified, um, so I guess we're going to say it was a week. Yeah. Um, but, uh... It's good to see them, like... Along, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to think that there's like a point where they, they don't get along, but that's what's happened the last couple of episodes. Yeah, 
Um, so after they have this conversation, though, Buffy, uh, uh, Joyce says, do you really think you're ready, Buffy? And then drops the plate she's holding. Like in the dream! Like in the dream! Oh my gosh! Um, and Theon freaks out. Well, um, yeah, because this is like a dream that ended with Angel dying. Yeah. I meant to say this earlier, so I'm going to backtrack us just a skosh. Um, yes. Said skosh. Jason really, loves it. I really like it when he says skosh because he's literally the only person I know that says it. Such a good word to say. <laughs> um, Buffy, uh, her other dream that she had the night before is was that uh, her and Giles opened an office supply warehouse <laughs> and spinoff I would watch. Like, <laughs> Alternate universe version of the show starring Buffy and Giles as the co-owners of an office supply warehouse. It's it like could, it could it's be a, like the office. I was gonna say it's like it's a little like the office. Um, <laughs> um except Giles way is way too smart to be Michael Scott. Um so um actually we had skipped around a bit. Sorry, but, I just picture like a Spike uh, or Angel being like Dwight and Spike being like Jim and Spike always pulling pranks on Angel. (laughs) You put holy water in my food again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm looking this up real quick because I would be willing to bet there is a um, like a like a, a Buffy version of the office opening theme. Oh, I'm sure. I know there's a Friends one that I've watched Oh, before. I love that one. It's really good. So let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, but YouTube is... Downloading really slow. As, we're, um, as we're going along with that, um, uh, so Buffy... So the next scene is actually... We skipped a, around a little. Um, <laughs> the next scene is the, the scene of... Um, with Uncle Enyos and Jenny. Okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, that's okay. Um, it doesn't look like there's any sort of office opening just as a... Day. Well, on that, YouTubers. Come on, yeah. Listeners, someone someone take care of that for us. Um, we'll give you a shout-out if you do. So, um, you know, we talked about the scene a bit, but we didn't actually talk about what happens during the scene. Um, we mostly just talked about our reactions to it. But we learned that Jenny has been sent to Sunnydale... I the call to rush people to watch Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, the Enyos has joined them because, or has come to Sunnydale because the elder woman of the clan, who is never wrong, who's never wrong, uh, senses that Angel's pain is lessening, uh, and this is when Jenny. And I mean, you've seen these makeout sessions that mm-hmm. he has with Buffy. You bet it's lessening. Uh, but you know, it's not lessening. Is owner. <laughs> Um, He's ready to stake that slayer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Guys, I just killed Harrison. My oh bad. my god! Oh dear! Um, oh my! Oh dear! That is um, that is some spicy talk, and I do not allow for that in my home. Calm down, elder woman. <laughs> um, Jenny confesses that there's a girl. You bet there's a fucking girl, Jenny. Sorry, uh, I just like our girl. Our girl. <laughs> Enyos lectures her that Angel is meant to suffer um, and he wants Jenny to keep Angel and Buffy apart 
Mm-hmm. I wonder if that'll come up again in the episode. Probably not. I mean, you can kind of, you can almost make that assumption given how bad Bad Eggs was. <laughs> like, was the same person who wrote Bad Egg? No, this is a good episode. Buffy tells the rest of the gang about her dream. And that part of it came true. Um, and Giles starts to take her a little more seriously. Maybe he should have taken her seriously in the first place. Whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but, um, Buffy and Giles are going to rendezvous later in the day. Buffy leaves. Um, and Willow and Xander are kind of just like, okay, I guess we have to cancel the birthday party. And Giles and, like, absolutely not. That's so sweet. Buffy's only turning... Like, they're... Basically, it says Angel and Buffy are always going to be in danger, mm-hmm. but Buffy only turned 17 once. Yeah. And, and they're going to have a fucking party. Yeah, no, like, and we always see the uh, the trainer side of, mm-hmm. like, like training her to fight and uh, researching on her enemies. We always see that side of Giles, but it's not too often that we see, at least so far, it's not too often that we've seen, like, the part that, like, cares for her almost like he's her daughter. Almost yeah. like she is his daughter. Yeah, weird, weird reversal there, but yes. My <laughs> uh, no, it's great. And there is also a bit of an undercurrent there of like she only turned 17 once, and I think the unspoken thing is she might not make it to 18. Oof. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. But <laughs> Um, I didn't think that, but now I am. Oh, I've always thought that when I, I... I don't think it's... I don't know. Maybe it's just my reading into it. Maybe but on a heartache, man. Um, sorry, but I will. I love heartbreaking hearts. I mean, that is why we watch Josh reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so later that night, when he is returning to the library to see Giles, Jenny shows up. Yeah. He's being very suspicious. Um, which is weird because it just turns out she's driving Buffy to the birthday party. <laughs> but, like, it, I think that's actually very well written because you do think, like, well, she's supposed to keep Angel away uh-huh. from Buffy. What exactly is going on? Yeah, you're definitely supposed to be like, oh, she's up to something. But they're on the way to the party. And before they get there, uh, they uh, Buffy notices the uh, some vamps taking a package mm-hmm. out of a out of a truck, and she goes and she sees Nerd Vampire! Nerd Fire! <laughs> Nerd Fire! And, of course, Buffy does what Buffy does, and uh, she ends up beating up the vampires whilst everyone is in the bronze, waiting for her to, like, come to oh, is she here? They hear the fight from outside. Yeah. So I need to express something about this party. Who's there? Buffy? Penny? Giles, Willow, Xander, Cordelia, Oz, Angel. There's eight people at this party. Mm-hmm. They presumably rented out the entire bronze for a party in which eight people attended. Not Buffy's mom, no sir. Oh. Um, and I know, like, based on how the story was going to go, Joyce couldn't be at the party. But like, they didn't invite I feel like... They may not have invited Joyce, one, because she's got to go, like, have those belly shots at the gallery. Oh, shit. Maybe she was invited. Maybe she's like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> but, I'm going to my own party. If, if I had to guess, and um, I think this might be something that Giles thought of, but not Willow, because Willow does bring Oz, who at this point is unaware of the existence of vampires. Yeah. 
But I think Giles didn't invite Joyce because, you know, vampires seem to, like, get near the bronze quite a bit. True. So, like, hey, let's have, like, the Scooby gang there. Let's not put other people in danger. So maybe that's why, like, they didn't invite other people to the party. I'm down with that. And then Willow was just like, fuck it. Great. (laughs) Willow went rogue. That is my own headcanon, but, uh... If, I, if we're looking for a reason to justify that, I could easily see, like, Giles planning that. Yeah. I'm down, no, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pro it. Um, still doesn't explain why they rented out a huge club for eight people. But we probably have the money to do that. None of them have jobs except for Giles. And he's a fucking librarian. Uh, Cordelia. Uh, do you think Cordelia fronted the cash for it? Uh, I, I can I'm, easily see Cordelia just like sweet talking a guy at the bronze. Oh yeah, I'm down. That I'm down with that headcanon too. I know. But look at Jason's headcanon. <laughs> reasons in there. Um. So Buffy manages to beat the vampires. Um. And Jenny gathers the box that they were a thief in. Um. So while this is happening, though, Buffy smashes through into the bronze. Everyone's like, and she stakes one of the vampires right in front of the entire group. With a drumstick. With a drumstick. She's resourceful. Every single part of the drum set to kill vampires. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Out of our girl. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, I'm totally done with us calling, with us calling her our girl. Yeah, she's yeah. our girl. Yeah, I love her. Unless she finds that patronizing. Let her tell us. Yeah, like, let our girl tell us. Let's. let's, <laughs> let's, let's Let's just, like, message Sarah Michelle Geller and be like, is this all right? <laughs> Are you cool with this? Everyone okay. was hiding to say surprise. They all come out of their hiding during the fight, except the presumably Cordelia. Yeah. <laughs> or not presumably, she just does it. Yeah, and then and she, it, like, after Buffy stakes the vampire, everybody's just kind of standing there staring, and Cordelia gets up and says, surprise! surprise! I, I can already tell you our promo image for this episode, which... Listeners, you will have seen already because it's a promo image. Um, <laughs> will be Cordelia jumping out to say surprise. Love it. Um, it's one of my favorite images, and clearly one of the show's favorite images because in season three, that is one of um, Charisma Carpenter's like um, one of the shots they used during her oh, credit in the opening theme. Nice. Is that pit? Um, yeah, and you know what? Um, everybody else is like worried about Buffy. And Oz is just kind of standing there. And was like, oh, um... I was like, did anybody else just see that guy just burst into dust or whatever? I love love this moment of Xander giving up. It's... It's like, yeah, vampire's real. A lot of them live in Sunnydale. Bobby fights them. Yeah. And she's like, I know this is a lie. He's like, actually, explains everything. Like, why can't... Why can't everybody else be like that? Right? No one else is as chill as our boy Oz. Uh, our girl Buffy, our boy Oz. Good job, Seth Green. Um, then um, he brings in the uh, the box left behind by the vampires. Um, they open up, and an arm starts choking Buffy. Yeah. For it. <laughs> that arm had a goal. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Angel recognizes this. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, he kind of, like, confirms what Buffy's been afraid of. Like, only Drusilla would be crazy enough 
to bring together the pieces of the judge. Yeah, a vicious ancient demon. Wants to basically rid the world of the plague of humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, burn, uh, burning the righteous down and leaving only the evil alive. So, yeah. you know, he also, he, well, I mean, as his arm has a goal, so does he. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he wants to bring about arm again. Saw <laughs> 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 uh, it, took it, no regrets. Um, Giles explains that the judge could not be killed, even by an entire army, um, and he was... Basically, they were able to stop him by dismembering him and then scattering the pieces around the world. Um, Angel realizes that he has to, that, like, somebody has to get this away, and Jenny immediately says, Angel, you have to do it. Yeah, oh, she is quick on it. Um, The reasoning that she gives is sound. It actually is. Like, uh, you need someone powerful to protect it. That is Angel. Buffy's like, why can't I do it? And she's like, what, are you just going to drop everything, your whole life, vanish for a couple months? Mm-hmm. Um, and not just her life, but also protecting the Hellmouth. Yep. Like, um, so Angel, Angel accepts, um, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a while. Um, they have a um, passionate kiss Jenny just decides to be in the middle of <laughs> it's one of my favorite shots where they're kissing and they pull away and Jenny's just there like okay mom I'll drive you to the docks Angel <laughs> and this is like when uh, at the docks Buffy and Angel have a uh, kind of a passionate goodbye because mm-hmm. um, yeah like Buffy Buffy like can't go after Angel and but Angel does give her a cluttering a cluttering I think a cluttering sales just like went through the roof after this episode. You know what is funny? Um, I was uh, dating this one person and uh, I she she had like Irish heritage and so she was very into like clottering so I ended up buying one of my own. I posted a picture of it on Facebook and it was really funny because like I kept saying like when I bought the clottering like oh cool it'd be like just like Buffy and Angel and she's like um, you know it's a big Irish thing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, but like also Buffy and Angel. And so I put a picture of it on Facebook and one of my friends commented like, cool, just like Buffy and Angel. Oh, <laughs> uh, the poor Irish people. <laughs> They're like, no, it's actually a very significant part of our heritage. Um, but yeah, he gives the ring to Buffy. And one thing I always loved about this scene is he says you put it on with the heart pointing towards you. It means you belong to somebody and he holds up his hand and he has like mm-hmm. the heart pointing towards him. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, that's real sweet. Yeah. So you've got that, you've got the Buffy angel love theme. It's so good. Right? I love it. It's so simple, but it's very melancholy. Yeah. And like there, there really hasn't been like a lot of music like that in this, mm-hmm. at least a lot of score music like that in the series so no. far. So I, I, for me, it's one of the most iconic um, uh, pieces of music from the show. It's and their it, love thing. And again, like, it always, it, it's happening just in, like, the scenes that Angel and Buffy share, mm-hmm. which, like, just adds more importance to, like, that is, that is the sort of, this, like, you have all this other stuff going on. Like, they, this episode actually juggles a lot There's a lot things, happening. Um, but it never loses sight of the most important thing, which is Buffy. Um, 
However, happiness, sad happiness, does not last as they are attacked by the vampires. Um, they lose the they lose the box. The arm They're the thrown into the water, or Buffy's thrown into the water. Angel dives in to save her. Yeah. Um, can't swim, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, she's got a lot of uh, trauma around drowning, understandably so. Um, yeah. So the gang goes back to the library, um, figure out a way to stop this from happening. Um, they, they're doing a lot of research. Um, let Buffy um, let Buffy sleep. She's yeah. tired. <laughs> and research isn't her her strength. So uh, she has a she has another dream. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's about uh, Miss Calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the point when Xander does like his ultimate chat. He has his ultimate chat moment of this episode. What? When he starts it? talking about the scenario of uh, yes, yes. No, it's like right when, right when Buffy comes into the uh, right when Buffy comes into the uh, the library, or like right before she does, Xander's like, "Oh yeah, like she's probably sad, but you know what? Your chat alerts ready, people." <laughs> like, oh yeah, like you you knew that. Like, you just <coughs> paints me. out this whole stupid scenario where like, oh, what kind of life could she have had with Angel? And it's like, oh, and did I not mention the part where I come in and... Uh, and she's crying. And she's crying. Oh, I'm like, fuck you. What the fuck is the matter with me? Right? But I hope my best friend is miserable for her whole life. It's... Oh, God. It's, that, is, that, is one of, that is one of the reasons why I can never, like, support Xander. Because he's so fucking petty, especially when it comes to Angel. Yeah. I'm like, dude... Get over it. Yeah, it is like even unpleasant. When, like, and I get that he can. I get that he's upset about like Cordelia not treating him well, but like that does not give you the right to like well, he just does, engage in this absolute just pettiness. He seems to think he owns Buffy and Willow. Yeah, that's what you don't. Yeah. Um, like that becomes a big problem later on. I mean, mm-hmm. it's already been like a problem, but that's like just a problem where like, oh, the viewers notice this, but Willow and Buffy don't. Yeah. Haven't really. And oh God, Xander, you fucking Chad. <laughs> um, so back at their lair though, Drew's party is lit. Oh yeah. Um, so do you know what the song is called that's playing? I don't. It's uh, by a band called uh, Res- uh, Rasputina. Alright. And the band no, no, the <laughs> the song is called Transylvanian Concubine. Hell yeah. Which is like right, what a fucking <laughs> like it's already a great song just to score the scene, but like what a great name. Transylvanian Concubine. Um uh, but they are able to successfully put the judge back together um as you pointed out while we were watching it uh the judge is played by the actor brian thompson who previously appeared on um in the pilot as luke um so that's cool 
Um, we'll see if the judge lasts any longer than Luke did. <laughs> um, I love. I like the judge. Like, like the design of him, I think is really mm-hmm. is really cool. I think he looks cool. He looks very intimidating. Um, he also blows up nerd vampire because he loved to read. It's a rude reason to blow someone up. He seems to like not be a big fan of emotions at all. Yeah. Well, because he was about to kill Spike and Drusilla because they loved one another. Um, <laughs> they are hot for one another. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Buffy and Angel have been doing reconnaissance and witness all of this happening. Um, the judge becomes aware of them and they're just immediately captured. Um, they're able to escape. It is close. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like outside of Buffy and the mask, like with the master, this is like the closest we've ever seen Buffy to being in like real peril. Yeah. Because like you say, Oh, like don't let him, the angel yells, don't let him touch you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they escape. Yeah. Uh, into the rain. They sexy go to rain. The sexy rain. And then they go to uh, Angel's apartment and have one of those patch-up scenes, oh, baby. Oh, sexy wound cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Get I mean, out that rubbing alcohol. But there's not much Find some gauze. Because uh, as Angel points out, like the wound already closed. Ew. Hey, it's okay because this is basically an excuse to like get Buffy to take off her jacket or whatever mm-hmm. and... And they like they look at each other, and as much fun as we're making of this, I'm only gonna like reemphasize how all this feels earned. Mm, you have that. like like this is the most <coughs> sorry. I keep coughing. This is the most tender moment between Buffy and Angel. It's really beautiful. Angel Buffy, says, oh, go ahead. "Oh, I was gonna say like Angel says I love you," yeah. and I love when he says like I tried not to because he knows that this isn't. This can't work. Yeah. Like she's supposed to kill him. It's a very... It's a dangerous relationship. But, and they both know it, but they and, I mean, don't that, care. Like, as my boy Huey Lewis says, that's the power of love. Um, Buffy also says, you almost went away today. And Buffy said, says, we uh, we Angel both says, did. Yeah. Or, yeah, Angel says. Um, God, like, it's yeah. heartbreaking. Like, you almost went away today. Mm-hmm. And... Scary. Like, yeah. I mean, I... You know, I'm maybe listeners, if you've not heard, but I'm married. I John and I have been together almost uh, almost ten years, and that like it's scary that idea of like losing that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so they fuck. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's been building up to this. We're all adults here. Yeah. They, they go to Bone Town. Yeah. Make the beast with two backs. They yeah. They traded Fang Town for Wang Town. <laughs> um, I you know we don't see it. They did the no pants dance. It's a it's a I, it's very tastefully done. There's like nice little white flash. 
Uh, and that's it. The episode ends and nothing bad happens. And goodbye. Nice to see you next week. Hang on, Harrison. No. Look, I, I know we all would like to think that this has a happy ending. But, guys, Joss Whedon. Like, if, you, if you're not familiar with Joss Whedon's work, you're going to feel like shit. What, is, uh, what does Ramsey Bolton say? You think this has a happy ending? You haven't been paying attention? <laughs> uh, so... Angel wakes up. Yeah, post, post-coitus. They're sleeping. Yeah. Uh... He wakes up and he gets dressed in a real party. Oh my god! So this is actually one of the things that I really like, like yanking on my face right now. <laughs> it it does take me out of things a bit. I mean, I get it. Like this was on the WB, the next scene, aka the first scene, of right? The next and, it, and it's <clears throat> god damn. Um, it's on the WB. He couldn't just be out like like cock swinging about. <laughs> But he, and honestly, I maybe if he had just, if it was just that he'd pulled on some pants and a shirt, but it's like pants, shirt, tucked in, coat, shoes, yeah, he gets, everything. He gets his on a like, oh my God. It, yeah, it does take me out of things a bit. Um, something's going on. He's, he's out in the rain. Yeah, he's in pain. He's gasping. And he's yelling for Buffy. And then we get to be continued. I wonder what happened to him. I don't know. I have never seen the show before. I am a robot. <laughs> I am Ted. Oh boy. Um, Maybe some cookies. <laughs> uh, pizzas. Yeah, so that is guys, a surprise. Yeah, and it cannot be emphasized how important this episode so good is this so this episode good. marks a transition and we're gonna get a lot more into this in mm-hmm. our next episode but this episode marks a transition into like i almost feel like um you know how in the harry potter book the first three books are basically establishing the world mm-hmm. and then the fir- the last three books are about the conflict that it's supposed to be the main idea of the series and yeah then you have the fourth fire. book, Goblet of Fire, which like it's the transition yeah. from what this was the to first, what it's going to be. The first like three quarters of that book falls more in line with what came before, and then the final, the you know the the final act of that book is, is everything that's gonna come after. Yeah, like you're gonna have heartache, and guys, we're just giving you a heads up. You're gonna have heartache mm-hmm. in, in the next episode and beyond, and. Heart's gonna ache! And, like, uh, this is where the show just... I mean, it's... You're still gonna have, like, your fun episodes every now and again of, like, oh, these are, like, teenagers fighting demons and stuff. But this is where it stops being just about that. Yeah. And For me, you know, I do think that, um, you know, the growing the beard trope, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So growing the beard, for listeners who aren't familiar, is a trope uh, like um, in entertainment, where a work it is the moment where a work goes from a lower quality to higher quality. So, um, the term originates in, um, and I apologize. I feel like maybe I talked about this on our school heart episode. Um, but I'm just gonna repeat myself. The term originates with 
Star Trek, yeah. um, which has a rough first season. Um, but, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes, yes, sorry. Uh, Next Generation. Um, but it's remarkably better as it goes along. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, one of the points where people kind of point to the show getting better is in its second season, which also is where Riker grows his beard that he has for the rest of the series. Um, so that's kind of where that term has come from. And for Buffy fans, I think a lot of people point to this episode and the next one as yes. being that point. I know some people also point to School Hard um, as, as, a, as that episode. Um, and I, I think both points are pretty valid. Yeah. Um, for me, there's enough... There's bad eggs that happens after school hard. So um, I, I I think I would be more willing to say it's this episode and the next. But we've been seeing it. The quality of the show has increased, I think, throughout season two, with a couple of exceptions. But damn. Like, yeah. Guys, it's, it, it's, it's going to get rough. This is going to be like... I feel like this is a good picture of what Buffy becomes for the rest of the series. Yeah. And... Don't worry. We're going to be with you. We're going to hold your hands. Yeah. Because you should never experience the trauma of a Joss Whedon show without your friends. Aww. Which, incidentally, I would argue is kind of the the underlying theme of all of Joss Whedon's shows. You know, there's... All his shows are very much about found families. Um... Particularly, I would say um, Angel and Firefly oh, yeah. are, are the two shows that really, really amp up mm-hmm. that. But Buffy and Dollhouse um, have the same, um, and, and he's not as, as involved in it, but Angels, Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. as well has, oh, yeah. has that a lot too. Um, so yeah, that idea of found family is really important and, um, and how much you need people help you through trauma. Absolutely. Um, before we finish off, I have one piece, a piece of trivia about this episode. Okay. So I already mentioned, like we talked about some of the musical stuff and, oh, um, oh, can I also mention one oh, thing? Yeah. So we, we spent a lot of time talking about Willow's purple hat, oh my gosh. but in a later scene, she wears an absolutely atrocious dog sweater. Oh my God. The dog sweater. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's, Awful. <laughs> it is terrible. You know, I've seen like this whole series, and it's really hard for me to like picture, think of right now. Like, God, Willow goes from this to like what she wears later in the series, and you're like, wow, yeah. girl, girl got fashion sense. We haven't even gotten to her worst outfit in the entire series, which incidentally is my favorite outfit that she wears. <laughs> um, Talk about it. But season three. Willow's purple hat. Willow's purple hat. Um, and you were going to say. Uh, oh, I don't series. know. Now I'm like, maybe Willow's purple hat should be the promo image. We'll see. Um, so, yeah. So Willow's my, purple hat on top of Cordelia. <laughs> oh, my God. Photoshop, baby. Um, my, yeah, my last bit of trivia for this episode that I have is... Um, so this episode and all the episodes that aired before it um, aired on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. And then this episode and Innocence were a special two-night event. 
this episode aired on Monday, and then the um, and then Innocence aired the very next day, um, Tuesday, and then that was kind of their transitioning airing date of the show, and the rest of the series aired on Tuesdays. Which becomes a joke in a later yeah. episode. Blank's in trouble. Must be Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I said blank because that was a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I just I I always thought that was cool. And once upon a time, when we were um, when I was like scheduling episodes, I was like, what if we did that? What if like mm-hmm. we released this episode on Thursday and then like surprise uh, special bonus episode mm-hmm. on Friday and. Um, now I'm just like, no, it's the holidays that we have a lot going on. We'll continue to just do it one a week. So, um, yeah, that is surprise. Um, did you have any other, any other thoughts you wanted to share? Anything that came up during the episode that we didn't say? Nothing that I've, I've got plenty of thoughts to talk about these episodes, but it's hard to talk about this one without, we we need to get through innocence first. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm going to give this episode uh, four out of five severed arms in a box. <laughs> I, I do think it's really, really good, but it's not quite a five for me. Um, that's not, I mean, it, this episode has to do a lot of the legwork of a lot of the arm work <laughs> for, um, setting up the next episode. Um, I think it does it so well. So, yeah. I'd say. And I'm going to give this episode all the purple hat. Every purple hat. Every purple hat. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. (laughs) And also one completely adorable attempt at asking Will about He's so good. He's so good. All right. Well, do you have it pulled up? I do have it pulled up. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Innocence. And guys, just to underline the importance of this, Gus Whedon is on record saying that Innocence is his favorite episode of the series. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at YamiJ357. And I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And you can find us, Booze and Buffy, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube where we will release a short video with each episode where we will discuss spoilers that we cannot talk about on the podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get our uh, your podcast material. And uh, each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week we're highlighting All Our Kin Incorporated. All Our Kin Incorporated that's all our kin. Sorry if I'm like blending together. <laughs> it's a nationally recognized Connecticut-based organization that trains, supports, and sustains community child care providers in order to ensure that children and families have the foundation they need to succeed in school and in life. Through their programs, child care professionals succeed as business owners, working parents find stable, high-quality care for their children, and children gain an educational foundation that lays the groundwork for achievement in school and beyond. Visit www.allarkin.org for more information. Until next time, go slay and and be gay. gay!